Welcome aboard ATPI On Air. On today's podcast, we will explore the intersection of seafarer lives and the maritime industry. Together, we'll steer through the business side of seafaring, understanding how crew well-being impacts industry success. But we're not just about business. We'll also delve into the personal side and discussing crew morale, mental well-being challenges, and how the industry is addressing these issues. Seafarers often face extended periods of isolation and absence from their families. What are the most significant challenges and mental health effects associated with these prolonged periods at sea? How important is it for crew to travel to work with as little stress as possible? And how might this impact their operational effectiveness in their duties? How do efforts to enhance seafarer well-being and travel experience affect recruitment, retention rates, and show appreciation to seafarers' contributions? My name is Jochem Hemming, Head of Sales at ATPI, and my guests today are Nataraj Ayer, VP Business Travel at Qatar Airways, and Alan Croft, Business Development Manager at International Seafarers Welfare and Assistance Network. We are on air. First, let me start with a round of introductions. Alan, many thanks for coming uh, this way today. Um, what is your relationship to today's topic about seafarer well-being? Okay, so as you mentioned, I'm the business development manager at Ice One International Seafarers Welfare Assistance Network. I've been in the maritime industry now for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been with Ice One for the last year, but prior to that, I was in port agency, um, and that was a place where I developed a passion and an understanding for the welfare of seafarers, mm-hmm. which led me into my current role yeah. at Ice One. So uh, very well connected to the uh, to the maritime industry. Yeah. And for those who are not so familiar with Ice One, um, can you explain to our listeners um, briefly what, what Ice One does? Ice One is a membership organization. Our, um, our network is built up of merchants, crews and logistic um, shipping companies globally, also ancillary service providers. Um, our main focus is to advocate and to look after the welfare of seafarers globally. And we provide helplines to do this. We also provide maritime mental health awareness training courses for ship management companies globally. And we do a lot of work in the Philippines and India going into maritime academies and educating on the importance of maritime mental health. Thank you very much. Uh, Nataraj, uh, obviously Qatar Airways itself doesn't need any further introduction. Everybody, I would assume, know um, who Qatar Airways is. But what is your relationship to uh, shipping and seafarer well-being? Uh, thank you, Joachim. Um, first of all, thank you for having us on the podcast. Thank you for having Qatar Airways on the podcast. It's such a pertinent topic, isn't it, um, that we're discussing today. My association um, with this industry really began when I started looking after this segment within Qatar Airways. So this is probably 10 years ago, wow. roughly. Yeah. Right. And since then, it's been a journey. It's been a journey of learning, working closely with you know partners such as yourselves, ATPI, and um, every day we learn, every day we get to understand uh, the industry a lot better, what role we as an airline can play, and uh, we look to improve, we look to make um, the uh, journey of a seafarer, whether it's to the vessel or going back home, that much more comfortable. So we're we're in a constant um, state of learning and trying to assist and facilitate this industry. Yeah, I take it that the maritime industry really matters for uh, Qatar Airways. Oh, it's critical. Yeah. I think it always has mattered. Right from the time um, 
when we as an airline started building our network, I think given the uh, the network that we uh, currently have and we operate to, uh, it becomes a natural fit, but also um, it is a segment that we uh, deeply care about and invest in heavily. Can you paint something of the of, of the importance of, of um, uh, shipping in? There are about 1.9 million seafarers globally. Um, shipping represents, and when you when you look at international trade, more than 80% of the volume of international trade is uh, facilitated through shipping. So, you know, whilst airlines do play a part mm-hmm. in uh, transporting goods yeah. through cargo, uh, shipping is a much bigger industry. And um, the sheer size of that, I think, uh, is is proof of the fact that, you know, you need to pay attention to this industry. And uh, what's more is that seafarers form the backbone uh, pretty much, wouldn't you agree? And yeah. um, um, it's only right that there's focus on seafarers and, you know, we, we, we pay a lot more attention to the topics that we're discussing today. Yeah, I totally agree. And I think, Alan, um, you would feel the same. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a big community, the seafarer community. Um, uh, from your, your experience at ISWAN, uh, can you explain... Um, how seafarer well-being can impact uh, the crew's operational effectiveness on board? It plays a big impact, actually. plays a big part. Um, seafarer welfare is vital um, when it comes to um, morale on board. And good morale is linked to um, efficiency, mm-hmm. productivity. Yeah. Um, morale is also... Uh, plays a, a real vital role also in ensuring safety on board. Um, regulatory compliance. Um, so when a when a seafarer <clears throat> is moving from their home environment to the work environment, that transition from the very start is vital. A seafarer needs to arrive on a board on board a vessel well rested and prepared for their handover with the off signer. Yeah, yeah. I think that that you make a you raise a really good point there, uh, Alan. And um, yeah, I, uh, we'll dive into that. Uh, uh, in a second, um, but what I'm also very interested in is um, seafarers on on board a ship. Obviously, it's it's a it's a con- uh, confined space um, where you have multiple people, multiple cultures. Even uh, is creating a sense of supportive community uh, around those seafarers. Is that of of importance? And how would you facilitate cultural sensitivity and connections with home to see, uh, to help seafarers feel more at ease? Okay, yes, yeah, so community on board is huge. Yeah. Social, social interaction plays a massive part in remedying our feelings of anxiety and yeah. stress. And um, so the, the best way of doing that is, is, is communicating as much as we possibly can on board, sharing our issues and, and speaking freely with one another. Yeah. Um, to feel comfortable on board and to feel um, welcome and a part of the environment um, it, it can be nice to have a little, little taste of home as well, you know, whether that be um, certain dishes that are aligned with the country in which you come from, um, someone speaking with your mother tongue. Um, all these things can create um, a positive environment on sure. board. Yeah. Interesting to see that uh, even some simple things uh, like food or, or, you know, the ability to speak in your mother tongue can can also play a part in in the well-being of seafarers. Um, this connects me uh, back to you, Nataraj. Um, 
So uh, within Qatar Airways, the, um, is that of, uh, do you see that as well? Is that of importance for, um, uh, for you as an airline to support? It's so true, right? First of all, I think, Alan, what you mentioned is um, very relevant. And um, it's so true. And airlines can play a role here because we might form a part of their journey um, in their entire life cycle of their mission where, when they sp- where they spend a lot of time. But that, that sort of uh, portion where they either leave home and they're traveling to join a vessel or they're going back home, um, as an airline, you can definitely play a part. And um, I'm proud to say that, you know, we as an airline, um, we have um, huge diversity mm-hmm. um, within uh, staff members and crew, mm-hmm. um, multinational, more than 160 nationalities. Wow. Uh, very diverse, uh, coming from different backgrounds. Um, by virtue of the fact that we operate to more than 160 destinations worldwide. Right. And therefore, you know, not just on the air, uh, but also on the ground within our airports, we've got a multinational crew, yeah. um, lots of diversity, um, and our food and beverage on board or on the ground is also tailored to the passenger mix that we carry. So a lot of attention is paid to it. Yeah. And chances are, given the diversity we've got, wherever our travelers are originating from, you will likely find someone with the same background or that speaks the same language yeah. or will have access to familiar food um, that they relate to and are more comfortable with. Um, and on the ground, I'd say um, we've gone one step further in the industry. Um, wherein we opened a dedicated lounge exclusively exclusively, uh, for seafarers and offshore workers. And uh, it's not something uh, any other airline has done. And we opened the lounge during the pandemic in 2020. And what this lounge does is it gives all seafarers and offshore workers complimentary access to the lounge um, when they transit and are waiting to connect to their onward flight and the lounge provides facilities like shower um, complimentary wi-fi lots of seating space and uh, a curated um, a tailor-made food and beverage menu that is palatable to their um, uh, to their palate beautiful so yeah even um, you've taken it much further than just um, you know being able to uh, maybe answer a few questions about for, to a seafarer who's traveling to a destination they don't know, um, you know, may feel a little worried about arrival and whether they need to fill out any forms or, you know, that they, they can speak to a member of staff likely in, 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 their, in their mother tongue um, or, uh, but also with, with the, um, uh, the lounge, the Mariner lounge that you mentioned, you make it uh, possible to, to relax better. Uh, while in uh, in transit yeah beautiful absolutely yeah. Yeah. Um, and this probably helps uh, in some way uh, reduce the stress and takes away some of the stress of just traveling um, in the modern day and age travel can be sometimes a stressful experience and sure. um, this hopefully in some way reduces that and takes away from it yeah 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 all right uh, Ellen um, with that said and you know with that uh, comfort that Qatar Airways can give to to, to seafarers. Um, uh, I can imagine that to you this sounds like okay, great. You know that's a great facility to help seafarers arrive well rested and uh, fit for their job at the ship. And when we then take it to what happens on board the ship, 
Um, what would you think are the main um, uh, challenges uh, and mental health uh, effects associated with being out at sea for that long? Yeah, um, so the most prominent issues <clears throat> um, and trends we we get through the helplines and the data <clears throat> we receive, uh, we recognize that um, it's isolation um, in particular, loneliness, separation from your family. Mm-hmm. Um, these things can lead to anxiety and stress. Sure. Um, and that can have a, an adverse effect on an individual. Um, which can then lead to having a knock-on effect for those around you and um, the culture on board. So mm-hmm. this is why it's vital to be able to talk. Yeah. Um, and that's why at ISWAN we offer a service, Seafarer Help, which okay. is 24-7. Beautiful. Multilingual, yeah. free of free of charge. Um, and on those, those, those calls that we receive, um, you know, the, the types of inquiries can be you know, where is the local seafarer centre all the way up to I'm feeling particularly unwell mentally and I need some support and we're in a position to be able to help those seafarers and the families of those seafarers. So, yeah, um, it's important that companies raise as much awareness of these kind of services as possible. So the likes of ATPI and Guitar Airways with their with their lounge dedicated for seafarers. It's a it's an exceptionally positive thing. Yeah. Um, you know, it's that that transition from home to the vessel again. You know that that space is, is is time for one to reflect on how they're feeling. Sure. Yeah. And just the simple idea of um, creating an environment that can allow one to feel think and feel a little more freely, have yeah. the headspace and the time not being rushed between various modes of transport, exactly. you know, yeah. uh, unnecessary layovers. It's, you know, these kind of things can cause stress and cause anxiety and leave nothing for the individual. Yeah. And so therefore, when you create an environment that is calm um, and you have a service that runs fluid, you know, that creates an opportunity for a seafarer to open up their minds, reflect on how they're feeling, and potentially even make use of the services Ice One has to offer, such as the Seafarer Help yeah. uh, Helpline, yeah. um, where they might reach out for some support should they require it. Also within ATPI, we acknowledge very much that importance to to travel at ease uh, before joining uh, join, joining the vessel to make sure that you know those seafarers arrive well rested with that peace of mind when they start their assignment. So what we focus on within our operations is that we very much look at, okay, how can we offer the, the shortest and the, and, the, and the quickest, the easiest to travel routes? What are practical travel times? Our agents uh, consider, for example, our stopovers um, for this traveler during nighttime, um, or are they uh, at the time that they would usually be awake so that it is less disrupting um, when they have a, have a stopover. Also, we look at, you know, how do we manage luggage? Yeah? Seafarers often, you know, they are away for quite some time. Uh, they bring uh, luggage for, um, say, an eight, nine-month assignment. Um, they need, like, uh, 40 kilos of, of luggage. So how can we help them um, not having to carry that across two different airports where, when they have two transits. Um, that obviously, uh, you know, makes the journey so much more stressful. So those are all, yeah, 
um, important elements um, that help us as a travel company uh, work with that uh, well-being of a seafarer in mind. Um, other than that, do, do you have any any view on that, Natraj, uh, from from your from your end? Obviously, you mentioned something around the the Mariner Lounge already, but what's your experience with that? Yeah. Uh, other than the things that we were mentioning before and and the and the um, uh, areas that you mentioned right now, very relevant. I mean, a tailored fair product and access to additional or increased package allowance all very important. There are probably other two factors um, worth mentioning. Um, fundamentally, as an airline, I think you need a good network and good schedules. I think you yeah. you referred to it um, earlier, but more importantly operating them reliably is equally important. I think that's the most important probably. You can have a good network and good schedules, but if you don't operate them reliably, um, it doesn't work and it causes disruptions. Uh, Any delays, uh, disruption to your schedules or flights um, invariably will cause stress uh, to the traveler, let alone seafarer, any traveler. Um, And in the shipping industry, that can have a a significant effect if your seafarer doesn't turn up as scheduled because then it impacts operations as well, downstream, downstream impact. Um, The the other part I'd say is, and we touched uh, touched upon, um, you know, the lounge and the facilities at the airport, but equally I think a good um, product and service offering as an airline is important to make seafarers feel very comfortable. Um, we're quite uh, fortunate uh, as an airline, we pride ourselves on our quality and we're rated very highly for our product and quality. And uh, we try and replicate that on the ground. So with the lounge combined with the airport experience, one terminal, uh, good connections, um, we're hopefully able to make that journey a lot easier and less stressful. Yeah. For for us as as, as ATPI, we we see that this is uh, this is really important uh, uh, as well. Um, also, what we see in um, in some of the shipping businesses is that uh, the class of travel can also be used as a um, as a as a way to retain or attract new uh, or existing talent. Uh, so it, it can be used as a, as a perk. So in some shipping sectors, we see, for example, that uh, uh, premium class travel is offered to certain uh, crew levels. And for example, in the cruise industry, we often see that uh, levels of captains and, and hotel directors are uh, allowed um, uh, to travel in business class, um, which are uh, benefits that um, can help a company retain the people that they have. As part of this, as within ATPI, we, we want to support our, our customers in this. And so we've developed uh, a service concept that's called uh, ATPI Crew Care, um, in which we really put the well-being of seafarers uh, at the forefront. So, um, yeah, the offering within that crew care is really focused on, you know, uh, giving uh, the best route options, um, having, uh, for example, the possibility to arrange uh, meet and greet services at an airport where uh, connection may be uh, short or, or difficult so that we can support the, the, the seafarer when they are um, in this uh, in this airport making this transit, uh, so that we can ca- take away as much stress as possible from um, uh, from the occasion. So I made this this connection to um, retention and attraction of new talent. How do you see efforts to enhance seafarer well-being uh, in that relationship? Do you think there is an opportunity for ship managers there? Yes, I, I certainly do. Um, 
I think it's it, it is crucial, really. You know, um, for shipping companies to have seafarer welfare at the forefront of everything they do. Um, seafarer welfare is fundamental in our when it comes to our industry. You know, without the seafarers' uh, mental health being considered, <clears throat> you run the risk of uh, poor performance um, sure. and delays. <clears throat> it's you know from a the human aspect first and for, foremost we look after individuals and that's what we do we this, this is what we we should care about as human beings yeah. um and then in addition to that if it's going to improve the running of our business then it's massively important um so i feel um ship management companies um are going to be spending a lot more time looking at ways of creating new opportunities for their seafarers, new benefits for them, because it's almost like a new currency now. Right. Okay. You know, seafarers are going to have their choice yep. uh, of, of, of companies to turn to, and those that are most proactive in their, uh, in their efforts sure. are the ones that are going to reap the, the rewards, the benefits themselves with good retention rates, yeah. you know, good recruitment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And this is where uh, Icewind can really also... Uh, play a role in or can can support uh, ship managers in achieving these objectives and uh, subsequently um, help them solve the um, uh, the challenge of uh, uh, maintaining and, and recruiting uh, exactly. the talents mm. yeah interesting mm. yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 I'd, I'd say yeah with our maritime mental health awareness training in particular mm-hmm. um, we have a, a number of um, loyal clients there that have come to us and invested in their maritime mental health awareness training. This is keeping their seafarers as informed and aware of how to best look after themselves and, and those around them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, those companies are are flourishing as a, as a result. Sure. Yeah. 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 I can imagine. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, Natraj, what... Um uh, what other ways do you see um, for Qatar Airways to engage in the maritime uh, community uh, to, sh- to ensure you remain up to speed with what happens in the in the industry and um, uh, yeah, that, how that can have a, a positive effect on on the topic of today for for seafarer well-being? Mm. Um, I think firstly, we engage very heavily with um, partners um, such as yourselves, ATPI, and. We learn a lot and we are kept up to date quite a bit because you're uh, closer to the industry. Um, And um, through sharing of those uh, updates or whether that is knowledge being shared, we try and uh, sort of keep up to date with what we need to do as an airline to be able to cater to the needs of the traveler or the seafarer traveling with us. But equally, we also um, participate in industry events Mm -hmm. that are focused around travel or seafarers or the maritime community in general so that could be for example the uh, crew connect global um, or other industry events that take place around the world Um, so we do participate we do um, try to understand um, what's changing and how the industry is evolving and um, internally we take that away and try to see how we can um, take that information and act on it and try and uh, make the experience better for our travelers. Yeah, I, I agree. It's uh, it's very much 
uh, staying in contact with with that industry and and listening what um, um, yeah what the needs are of uh, of the industry. Um, I think that that's really important. Um, for for a similar reason, ATPI have joined uh, ISWAN earlier this year, um, Alan. So we're very happy to be part of your uh, community as well now, so that that gives us uh, further insight and learning. Um, about um, yeah the topic of seafarer well-being and understanding how we, uh, as a travel business, um, can make a, can make an impact in that and um, yeah so yeah we're all very excited to, excited about that um, maybe to sum uh, this uh, this conversation up um, yeah do you have any uh, future th- future thoughts on on seafarer well-being yeah I think. There's an opportunity for all the invested stakeholders to consider seafarer welfare um, more. Um, And as we've said already about the competitive aspect of uh, retention and recruitment, um, it needs to be the first and foremost thing that ship management companies are thinking about. Um, And I feel now with more awareness when it comes to the general public sure they understand what the role of a seafarer is now as a result of the pandemic yeah um the issue with evergrace you know the spotlight was on seafarer welfare and that's handy really when the general public is considering the welfare of seafarers it's indirectly putting the pressure on those companies that perhaps didn't have it at the forefront of their minds to now wake up and recognize that actually uh, we need to show the seafarer the respect that they deserve. Sure. And so I think what we're going to see is a culture growing and growing yeah. um, where it, it's just a knock-on effect um, that in order to be a successful shipping company, you have to follow suit and prioritize the welfare of seafarers. Yeah, yeah. well said. Thank you, Alan. Yeah. Anything you wanted to add to that, uh, Nataraj? Yeah, I mean, a lot of what Alan said um, is so true, but I think also the crisis has sort of brought to light um, the topic of seafarer well-being and brought it to prominence. I think that in itself it is a good step forward. I think it's important for all players within the ecosystem to come together, collaborate. I think that will result in improvements um, to all the efforts that we are currently uh, investing in so uh, I think it's just a constant process of being engaged and uh, exactly. being collaborative with the entire ecosystem amongst yeah. all players I think that's the only way in which we will be able to progress yeah. and move forward yeah thank you very much alright well thank you very much uh, Nataraj it was great to have you here um, and uh, Alan thank you very much as well thank you thank you Joachim thank you for having us great cheers guys thank you